It smells like dead people. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Hello, filthy lads, and welcome to Calling Monroe. I am Monroe-Olaf, better known as Olaf, and next to me is uh, Ragnar Pietur Kristjansson, the founder and CEO, CFO, COO, CSO, CMO of Calling Monroe. Woo! What's up, Ragnar? What up? Uh, why are you hosting? I'm not hosting. You're introducing? I'm introducing. Nice. But I say we immediately, post-haste, right away, call Guillaume. Yeah? Gucci Mane. The Gooch, as we decided to call him last time. The, the man who only eats the Gooch of the chicken? The man who eats, the, who, who most enjoys the Gooch of the chicken. Yeah? I mean, I'll call him. I'll call anyone. I'll call anything. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah, call him. Hello. Sup, Gooch? Hey. So I have a proposition for you. Okay. Let me think. <laughs> you have a proposition, but you don't really know what it is. No. Nice. Wait. Maybe you have wait, one. I do wait, actually. Wait a little have a bit. I'm gonna turn off the chick. I'm cooking a chicken here. Goose <laughs> <laughs> is so tender, actually, on this chicken. <laughs> yes. So do you? You cook the chicken. You eat the gooch, and then what do you do? You just throw the rest of the chicken away. It, yes. What, what? What else to do? The gooch is the most succulent meat. That's true. <laughs> I only eat the gooch. Do you have your own like breed of chickens that are like ninety percent gooch? <laughs> Just enormous gooches. <laughs> ah, that's a big gooch. Breed that one. <laughs> <laughs> we want his genes. We want his. We want to carry on his genetics. Uh-huh. That is a big fucking gooch. Anyway, I do have a. I do have a. Uh, what did we call it? Walt Disney's Deal or No Deal Avengers Edition Monopoly or something. Monopoly, yeah. I was thinking Spider-Man's Ooh. Spider-Man's Walt Disney Deal or No Deal Avengers Edition Monopoly uh, colon Miles Morales yeah because it's not the there's that with the original Spider-Man yeah and then this is the sequel with the Miles Morales yeah, Spider-Man. yeah. as seen on Fox News absolutely yeah deal uh, so I have or one. no deal <laughs> you tell me so uh, this is a simple one I was thinking about this today. Would you lose an entire sense, one of your uh, five senses, or six if you can see dead people, in return for a 50% boost in another sense? Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. This is a very good one. I just say no. <laughs> yeah, this is no. You just say no? <laughs> you wouldn't give up your sense of smell for a 50% increase in your vision? No. What? My vision is perfect. You wear glasses. <laughs> yeah, you're literally wearing glasses. <laughs> I can see your face and you you have glasses on. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but still. Therefore, man. I don't want to lose one to gain a little bit in another. You're That's getting 50%. 50% That's a lot. But, yeah, I mean, but his vision is we, already shit. We so guys, we guys are a- shit. We guys are aging, so I guess we 
adding 50% doesn't really do much. Are you hoping your vision is going to get better? I mean, you can you can just get hearing aid if your hearing goes bad. You can get glasses if your glasses go bad. Glasses if your eyesight goes bad. I don't think that it's not the same. But it's lose a one sense completely. And we're right? and you're all yeah, yeah. either way going to lose your taste and smell with AIDS. True. Yeah, but not if you get a 50% boost. I mean, which one of the senses would you most do without? Smell. It has to be yeah, smell. Yeah, it has Probably to be smell. smell. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what I was thinking. Yes. Fuck smell. Yeah, like what is smell truly useful yeah, for? Yeah. It's for like detecting poisonous gases. And most of them are fucking smellless anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Carbon monoxide. Yeah, it doesn't give Notoriously, a fuck. doesn't smell I like mean, anything. I mean, no. without my smelling, I wouldn't be able to find the disgusting smell in the hallway here. Yeah. So it's a pure upside. Why is why does your hallway smell disgusting? I have no idea. It smells like dead people. Have you checked? Is there is it your hallway or is it the communal hallway? It's a communal hallway. And it smells like dead people. There yes. might be a dead person. Could be. There's two scenarios. Either one of your neighbors died yeah. or one of your neighbors is a murderer. Could be. Or both. Or both. Which one do you think is more likely? There are a few old people here. Oh my god, that's so ageist of you, assuming that they're just gonna die? Because they're old? Yeah. So you wouldn't... Okay, Gwion, which sense would you rather lose? Smell. It has yeah. to be smell. I think it's uh, it's yes. almost a positive to lose your sense of smell. I mean, most of the stuff you smell these days smells bad. That can't how often, be true. How often do you smell something that smells good? Uh, do you even care? Coffee in the morning. Coffee in the... I mean, I could live without it if I got a 50% boost too. I don't know what I'd pick. Maybe, probably my vision. Fucking proprioception, bro. <laughs> uh, I, can, I can I can feel everything. I know exactly where every part of me is. I would uh, I would probably lose my sense of smell for a fifty percent increase in. I think hearing. Here, oh, not hearing. No, no. <laughs> I think I mean if I had to rank the senses by importance, it's sight. Side is number one. Absolutely. Bottom of the list is smell. Word. And above smell. Okay, so what are the five senses? I so mean, there's, there's taste, taste, touch. Taste is sort of a quality of life thing. So right? taste has to be the second low. It goes from lowest to highest, in yeah. my opinion. It's smell, taste, hearing, touch, sight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. But I. Do I would boost the hearing? I think it ha the quality of life for me would be the great boosting my vision. My vision is unlike Guillaume's. My vision's already legit good. I don't need glasses. I see most things very well. A, what's a boost really going to do? I'll be able to read more things from a distance. Wow. Yeah. Be able to read more signage. Wow. I'll be advertised to more effectively. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Touch seems a bit weird i don't want to be like super like hypersensitive to touch no that's it seems horrible. like a curse yeah that's the curse yeah so but better hearing that can always be good i don't have to turn the tv up yeah, so but loud. is it gonna is it gonna be better or are you just gonna hear more shit I'll, so what does better hearing really mean nobody knows well i would not want to hear better in the house where i'm living no i agree Why? is it a bunch of old people doing the nasty no they're like kids crying kids mm. crying yeah, I mean, fuck kids. I mean, that is the thing. Like, if you hear better, maybe you'll have a harder time sleeping because you'll hear, like, the electricity on the walls and shit. Yeah. Like, I remember yeah, I had Because I don't a... want the volume of everything to be increased. No, because, like, I had a... I remember I had a little alarm clock once back in the day, and I never heard it during the day, but when it was sleepy, sleepy time, I could hear the... Tick, tick, 
Yeah. Oh God, I hate that. And I wanted to murder. I can't it bear it. Me yeah, I hear the tick clock ticking when you go to bed. Oh my God. Yeah. Where's my gun, honey? <laughs> I must shoot the clock and then you. Honey, where's the gun? That's why they invented uh, digital clocks because yeah. people couldn't sleep. I think the only one that I could increase so it doesn't end up being a curse is my is my vision. No, uh, hearing sounds like a curse. Proprioception sounds like a curse. Proprioception. Um, I mean, who gives a shit about taste or smell? I mean, those are only those aren't useful anymore. They used taste. to be useful to detect rancid food. Yeah, okay, but you also don't care about eat. I think boosting your taste is not a curse at all, and you would just enjoy food more. It would be like uh, I don't know. Yeah, it would just be more. It would be more intense. You could you could become a great chef. I already am a great. Would chef. you be a great chef just because you can taste better? I don't know. No, I don't is think so. Bur- is this bergamot I'm getting? Is, is 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 this is this bergamot? Exactly. I don't know if be- tasting super well makes you necessarily a better chef. Because a lot, like a good chef, will be able to make something awesome without ever tasting it. Yeah. So the the one of the one of the best uh, chefs in in Chicago, I think he has a restaurant there. Two missionaries two-star Michelin's place. He lost his sense of taste when he was 25. What? I mean, that from I don't can- quite... From cancer. Yeah. From cancer. He was not that successful, got cancer, lost his taste, and then he became so successful. The power then of he's, marketing. Yeah. Because then he started to read about the thing. He started to study. Uh, so he went into gastronomy and stuff. Astronomy? So, gastronomy. Gastronomy. What? So he he studied the planets, and then he can make Nay. good filet mignon. Ga- gastronomy. Oh, ga- <laughs> gastronomy. <laughs> I see. That makes a ton <laughs> more sense. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah. Fair. I, I can see like how celestial studying, bodies. Yeah. Mm, I can yeah. see how studying gastronomy would help with your cooking. <laughs> what Not a fancy word, gastronomy. Yeah. I mean, it would come from ga- gastro relating to the stomach, right? But I think the definitive answer to your deal or no deal is your Spider-Man's Walt Disney deal or no deal Avengers edition Monopoly Yeah, is lose sense of smell, mm-hmm. boost vision. I think that would be most people. You would think not, so? Maybe not be the majority, but the plurality. Very good. That's a, that's a deep cut from Colleen Monroe. It is one of the deepest very good. This needs sutures. You weren't even on that episode. I was. You were? Yeah. How, how would I? How else would I remember? From listening, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I meant. Yeah. Obviously. I, that's what I meant. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. I. I don't know. Vision. It's not. I think hurt. most people would boost the one they're bad at. So if they had bad hearing, they would yeah. boost it. If they had bad eyesight, they would boost it, like that. But for someone like me, who's endowed with. Uh, Physical perfection in Absolutely all forms. Enormous <laughs> capacity to see things. Exactly. Who has perfect senses. Who, like, I have to consider how I would want to be superhuman. No, I, would, I hesitate to say superhuman because I already am. Yeah. So yeah. to be even more than that, hyperhuman, yeah. transhuman, if you will. Yes. Uh, I think You're hearing. here, but yes. I think hearing is a cool one. You could hear so many more details. I want to hear the details. I don't want volume to increase, and I don't want some stupid bullshit that I get angry at to increase. But what I about, want to like. What about seeing the details? 
Is that a thing? In a, in a, in a magnificent work of art, painstakingly handcrafted by a master. I think we already see enough. De- they're they're created by people with normal vision, so the sort of uh, <laughs> yeah, the level of detail is already tuned to our normal senses. I mean, Mon- Monet had the craft vision. Did he? Yeah, and then that's yeah. true. That's the theory behind Monet's artwork is that his vision was super bad. That's why everything he made was so blurry. Yeah, ah, very good. Life imi- art imitates life, if you will. Indeed. <laughs> Or is it life imitates art? No, 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 it's not that. No, <laughs> no, it's never that. But I sort of, because my father, he, when he was a kid, story time, when my father was a child, a wee, ba- a wee babe, he got meningitis, <gasps> which was quite dangerous at the time. This was 60 some years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and he lost hearing in one ear completely. It's like totally dead. He even went to some sort of, I don't know, what what do you call an ear doctor? An otologist? I don't know. An uh, So an audiologist is the, like, technician who does it. Is yeah. it an o, o, otologist? Because you have ear, nose, and throat doctors, and they're yeah, otolaryngologists. Yeah. I'm going to throw that out there. Otolaryngology? Otolaryngology. But uh, he saw an ear doctor anyway. So he lost hearing in his ear completely, and it's ir- totally irreparable because a, a modern ear doctor told him that there was nothing he could do. But I always sort of envied that. So he doesn't hear anything with his left ear. His right ear is perfectly fine, but he could always just sleep on his right ear and get p- peace and quiet wherever he wanted to. Ooh, my grandpa was very deaf, and he had hearing aids, and he had. It did seem like a bit of a luxury. He could just turn off his hearing aids. Yeah, when I think about this all the time. I would like to be able to turn off my hearing. Yeah, I. It would be nice to be able to have like a, uh, sort of like a middleman thing put into your uh, auditory nerve. Yeah, you know, like a little a dimmer, if you will. Yes, a dimmer switch, so you can turn it down and off. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be awesome. Who cares if your neighbors are having a party? I'm just gonna turn my hearing off. Yeah. I mean, that's what my grandpa would do. He would turn off his hearing. I remember I was staying with him for like half a year or something after, after I graduated from high school. Yes. And uh, he would go to bed and just take out his hearing aids. And it would be not a piece. thing in the world could wake him up. The mm. the uh, alarm went off. The like security system went off one night and he didn't wake up. No, of course not. He's deaf. Yeah. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's based on sound, is it not? I would assume so, and yeah. And cannot perceive sounds. That's why deaf people, do you know that deaf people, their uh, alarms are uh, light-based? That makes perfect sense. Usually. Oh, and, or, and or like vibration. Yeah. I mean, also the fire alarms. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I mean. Like all of their like alarms. I mean, I, I guess that's obvious. They're not, if you're deaf, they're not sound-based. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense for you. No. I, I mean, it's for this reason that I would not want a 50% boost to my hearing. Because of the annoyances. Yeah. But you are very sensitive to this. I remember I, you used to sleep yeah, with noise-canceling headphones. I still do. I've been doing it for years. You still do? Yeah. yeah, yeah. God. I damn. sleep with noise-canceling headphones every night. What? And I've been doing it for years. <sighs> yeah. Does it not hurt your ears and face? No. But sometimes my ears are a little bit sweaty. But like, there is like this, in this noise-canceling headphones, there is like this... Constant no, sound. No, there's not. No, there is. Isn't that just your tinnitus? Yeah, no, it, it's always no, like no a tiny, thing. 
there's always like a tiny like yeah like, i think that might literally be because it's so quiet you're hearing the tinnitus or tinnitus how do the fuck do you even say it i think Nobody tinnitus knows. yeah right right i think you might be hearing your own but it's not tinnitus i mean it's not an inflammation is it Nobody knows. It's tinnitus with a U. I don't know, because it starts with me not hearing anything. And then it comes up. Yeah, then it appears. Yeah, I think that is your... Because you got tinnitus. It, tinnitus, tinnitus is with a U. Tus. Yeah, so it's not itis. It's not an inflammation. No. Let's say high-pitched ringing, uh, noise-canceling headphones. Uh, it's probably your tinnitus. So they say... I think actually that's how they make it noise cancelling. I think they make a sound that balances out. So th the way they do noise cancelling is they have a microphone on the outside of the headphones that listens to all the noise, the ambient noise, and then they create the, the opposite... Anti-wave. Yeah, the yeah. inverse sound wave of that, which cancels them out and makes silence. That's uh, what, I don't know, I feel beautiful like I... technology has literally saved my sanity. Yeah, but I... has made it worse. I think it's probably made it worse. It's like one of those things, right? It's like uh, there was some. I saw this study the other day. They published about uh, what's it called, misophonia, which is sensitivity to sound, right? Yeah, basically. But a lot of the time, it's like uh, a specific people sound. chewing or these yeah. sorts of sounds, and it drives yeah. people crazy. Yeah. And this, it was such an overestimate. They were claiming that like eighteen and a half percent of all people have this, which I think oh. is crazy. No, I think that's crazy. It's that's a, an, it's a, it's insane. An error in terms of definition overestimation yeah, it has to be sure. but uh, there was an interesting comment that i was saying that someone thought that people like the ones that have it are making it worse for themselves with modern technology because you can have like noise canceling headphones and all this stuff to insulate yourself from all these noises I know. so that when you are exposed to them it's so much worse yeah i think that's probably true so you may have done yourself a disservice yeah you should have just powered through yeah maybe i'm like this with but like light in the night. Yeah. I have to have totally dark. But this is also something that you can train out of yourself. I don't know, because I cannot sleep. I, I do know. not sleep the nights that when I don't do it. I know, and I've I've been in the same sort of place. Uh, and it is one of these things that uh, you... It's because you're so used to it being dark, and you you basically train yourself to be more and more reliant on it. So that your set your sensitivity to it goes so much up and your tolerance for it goes way down. If you were all of a sudden shipped off to fucking Nam in the whatever sixties to go fight in the war, and you had to just sleep in a tent with no like uh, light insulation, you would pretty fucking quickly get used to sleeping not in the dark. It's not a permanent thing, right? It has to be a trained thing. You don't think you don't, can train I, yourself I, out of it? Like I don't know. It's my parent. My mom is like this. My sister is like this. It's just like a. I think it might like. It's it's I more used to no be very see, bad like this. So it's more like in the summer I can do it, because then there is bright. It's just when there is a certain focus light somewhere. If there's like a green okay. dot. If there's like a green dot somewhere. I think that's different, right? If it's just part of the room, if it's just like on the wall slightly, it wakes me up. But that's the same like concept, yeah. If it, if you have, uh, it's a different concept. I mean, so you, then you have a certain thing that you've created, like a, a blackness, mm. and there's one very focused, very intense thing that's yeah, yeah. fucking up that symmetry of yours. That's... Yes, yes. That makes sense. That's the same as like the clock ticking. If you're in a completely silent room with just a clock ticking, 
it's probably harder to fall asleep there than in a like a train station where there's a constant squabble going on uh, yeah. where the baseline level of noise is much higher. Mm-hmm. But I think you can train... That one is probably harder to train yourself out of because it's weird. But the whole light thing, I used to be very bad at it, not being able to have a single fucking hint of light. But I've mm-hmm. made a bit of an effort over the few past few years to not be like that anymore because I think it's just trained and it's better. I would rather retain the ability to sleep in light mm-hmm. than require darkness all the time. It seems self-limiting. Do we have anything else to talk about than senses? No, this is going to be the sensual episode. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the most sensual episode we've had thus far. But I thought that there were actually... So it's five senses, right? I mean, no. Aren't there many more? Yeah, that's why I said like proprioception and all this stuff. Like, I, The five I, I senses mean, I think, are just like I think a, a good... There's a case to be made for a sense of balance. Yes. As being a separate sense. Yes, absolutely. There's plenty of senses and like... A, Where do you draw the line? For example, you have these uh, sensors in your blood vessels that measure carbon dioxide levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they go above a certain thing, you feel like you're suffocating mm-hmm. and you need to breathe. Like, is that a sense or isn't it a sense? Well, I mean, there probably is, are at least 12 senses. I mean, why are you saying 12? Just because? Because I was thinking one dozen. <laughs> it sounds like many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's probably 12. Yeah. <laughs> I think that there is no singular number that you can come up with no, for the number not. of senses. Yeah, so because of the five senses, this is fake news. What about the sense of impending doom? Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yes. What about a sense of freedom? Dread. Sense of freedom. Uh, yeah, exactly. Sense of humor. Oh Boom! my God, there we go. What about common sense? Oh my God. Exactly. No, but this whole five senses God thing damn is... Damn it, I had one too, but I forgot it. Because uh, you suck. The the five senses thing. It's known to not. It's just a, a simplification. Like why is why is it just them? I guess because they're like the immediately obvious sort of outward facing, mm-hmm. a way to take in external information. Are yeah. there any other senses that take in external stimuli? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, balance for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not an external stimulus. I mean, yeah, the uh, gravity. Yeah, I guess. Would you call gravity an external stimulus? Yes. Of course. That is a yeah. deep thing to say, man. Of course it is. What the hell are you talking about? No, I, mean, I just, it just, I mean, it's, it, it's correct. I agree. It's an external force. It's a force that acts on you from outside. I know, but we take it for granted. So if I punched you in the face, would you call that an internal stimulus? No, I'd call that an <laughs> external facial stimulus. It's the same as gravity. Yeah. <laughs> but that gravity has always been there since humans have It's been. always been there. And it always was. Since life has, <laughs> life has been. Gravity. <laughs> Yes, but does that not I mean, make gravity it... Gravity was invented by Isaac Newton. That's true, yeah. Yeah, let's not forget. And Sandra he Bullock. he invented gravity, and Sandra Bullock told the story <laughs> in an <laughs> exquisite way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and George Clooney was also in that movie. I believe he played Isaac Newton. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, he played Isaac, she played Newton. Yes. I think it was more yeah, like that. Yeah, that's how it was. Nice, I've solved it. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think the internet says if I say, uh, if I Google how many senses are there? Senses are there really? Ah, yes. <laughs> Truly. Let's see. How many senses are there really? Uh, 20 something. Five. <laughs> <laughs> That's bullshit. 
That's bullshit. Here's the sensorytrust.org.uk. How many senses do we have? It's a hotly contested subject. Yeah, I, I agree. Five, nine, 21, 53. How many senses do we have? I don't know. Tell me, Guardian. Uh, so, neurologist would count and agree on at least nine senses. Okay. Uh, so they also include include include, include thermoception, which is the sense of heat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is some debate that the sense of cold may be a separate sense. Mm, I don't buy that. I mean, it's different receptors, but I mean, fine. No susception. I was thinking this before. The perception of oh, pain. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that not just an extension of touch? I mean, it's it's also separate receptors. But yeah, uh, they if, are. Yeah. If you talk to a, a pre-scientific human, mm -hmm. they would always classify touch and pain under the same umbrella. But I, I think. think people can lose the pain, but still feel the sense. Like, yeah, yeah, because it, they sense. are I different mean, you can have You can have pain yeah. in your abdomen or something, but you don't really have any sensors there to detect touch. Yeah, yeah, because they are, it is separate receptors, yeah. pain receptors and touch receptors. I'd be willing to go as far as to say that pain and touch are separate senses. Yeah? I, th I think I would. Uh, that's where I yeah I agree I'm I think there. they are but I think that if you're talking if you really want to dumb it down if you talk to a pre-scientific or a fully non-scientific human they would 90% of the time group them under the same umbrella that pain yeah. is an extension yeah, yeah, but 90% of the time people are wrong true <laughs> uh, equilibrioception is the other one the perception of balance yeah. so there you I go think that, I think that's a classic one that's a totally different system and then there's the one that I said, proprioception, the perception of body awareness. So yes. like you close your eyes, you know where your arm is. Uh, it's not up my ass. It's actually in my mouth. Yes. And then yeah. eco-psychologist, whatever that means, Michael J. Cohen puts the number of senses at our disposal at 53. Mm, okay. Uh, he breaks them into four categories. The radiation senses, uh, which is sense of color. No. No. Sense of moods associated with color. Mm, no. No. Sense of temperature. I mean, Maybe. yes, that's thermoception. Yeah, yeah. Then he says the feeling senses, which is sensitivity to gravity, air, and wind pressure, and motion. Those are the... No. I mean, that's feeling, right? Yeah. But... No. No. Yeah. Uh, the chemical senses, which is hormonal sense, uh, such as pheromones. Uh, is that even hunger a real thing? for food? I always... Wait a minute. Wait just a minute. I have this question yeah. that nobody wants to take seriously yeah but i have i have a question about pheromones here mm -hmm. let's assume that pheromones are a thing and right it's not just bullshit i mean pheromones are a thing but do they matter are they consequential i think that can be debated mm. but okay when when um, contraceptives are invented the pill mm. it basically tricks the woman's body into thinking that it is pregnant and therefore she will not get pregnant right yeah. It's functionally how it works. Yeah. Uh, right, Guillaume? Yes. Okay, so me being married to my wife, if she had been taking oral contraceptives for five or so years, is there any way that that could interact with my hormones? Because now I've been spending five years of my time with a woman who seems pregnant. Do mm. you see what I mean? Mm, I do see what you mean. But nobody takes this question seriously. But is there a way that that could influence my hormone production? Probably, smell, you smell pregnant. But isn't the isn't the sort of general consensus that pheromones are a thing with animals much more than humans? That we don't actually do a whole lot of pheromone receptor, like we don't respond to pheromones well, at there all. Are, there are the pro pheromone. There's so, the pro pheromone lobby and the anti pheromone lobby. All right. Some Which people do make the right. case that 
pheromones do play a role, although it's not very big. Well, who's right? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. If they are right, then surely my wife being on oral contraceptives for, I don't know, a decade is going to influence my hormone production. I don't know in, if it's in a negative way or not, but it's just it just changes the system. So here we have a scientific paper called Pheromones and Their Effect on Women's Mood and Sexuality. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, women also have a better sense of smell than men. I've heard this, and I anecdotally, I'm inclined to believe it. Yeah, but they why? Seem, why would they? Why isn't they? it true for lobsters, and therefore it's true for us? Oh, yeah, how Jordan Peterson Very did. Very good. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm not sure pheromones have been demonstrated to be a thing with like to actually do anything in humans. But here it says that upper lip application of a pharmacological dose of androstadienone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, andro meaning man. In women results in improved mood and heightened focus, particularly to capture emotional information. Okay, so that's put something that smells like a man on their upper lip. Yeah. But it says the effects were dependent on the context of the experiment, for example, on the presence of a male attendant. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Off the bat, all these sort of psychology studies, I am inclined to just not believe them because they have the biggest replication crisis of them all. I think it's in the order of 90-something percent of results yeah. that are never replicated. So I find it very hard to believe any of this shit. Mm -hmm. uh, and here, human sex pheromones, Wikipedia, it says, no study has led to the isolation of true human sex pheromones. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I I think like we are run by much more complicated things. I mean animals that basically do not think. What is gonna folk tell them to procreate other than just like smell of something? But we are much. I mean things are more complicated for us. Yeah, I mean uh, some animals use pheromones as a primary strategy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that makes sense if if your capacity to take in information is quite limited then there's smell no is point a good spending energy on that yeah. yeah but that makes sense but yeah but my you question would remains us to have some remnants of that system right like yeah, we yeah, yeah. humans have anal glands apparently inactive anal glands yeah apparently so like you would expect us to have like at least some sort of residual pheromone production mm -hmm. just because or maybe not i don't know or, or it's just gone yeah maybe it is just gone yeah so maybe maybe the whole contraceptive idea, maybe it doesn't really have any effect. On you. On me. Maybe not, no. Maybe not. I mean, I'm, that's also an answer I'm perfectly happy with. I don't want it to have an effect. I'm just curious. Mm. I don't know. There's only one way to, to truly find out, and that's that experiment we designed once where you have a whole lot of children. And how you, does that <laughs> Because you expose half you the have boys. a lot of boys. You expose oh, half yeah, the yeah. boys to, to, to mates that, only, that eat oral contraceptives all yeah. day. And the other half to not. Mm, I see. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm betting that the ones that are not are going to have more children, <laughs> but not for the pheromone reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> but no, I don't think uh, I don't think pheromones are a thing. But who knows? Uh, so here we have the rest of his senses. Uh, so the chemical senses were a hormonal sense, such as pheromones. Yeah. Okay. Hunger for food. I guess. Yeah. That is a hormonal because it's. Like uh, cholecystokine and all this fucking bullshit. Leptin, ghrelin, blah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, water or air. So I guess hunger for food, water or air, yeah. And then there's the mental senses, he calls it, where he says pain, 
pain a mental sense? It's a neuro neurological thing, at least. I guess. External and internal, mental or spiritual distress, sense <sighs> of self, including friendship, companionship, and power. Sense of Psychic <laughs> capacity. Psychic capacity? This sounds very woke. Yeah. Not even woke. It just sounds pseudoscience like pseudoscience. Yeah, it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it, like, yeah, that's, that's he, he's basically just saying that anything that is uh, like some sort of physiological function is a or a sense. mental or a cognitive function. Yeah, he calls a different sense, which is just clear bullshit. Yeah, I'm not gonna count any of the thought-related things as senses. But still, like sensing the difference between anger and happiness. Yeah, like, I guess the sort of emotional reading of other humans, you could make the case that that's a sense, right? Yeah, but it feels like an overlap. It feels like it's mostly vision, but then it, there's a lot of background processing that take place, takes place. Um, it is just visual processing, right? And yeah. pattern matching. So yes. I, it depends on how, how you're willing to define these things, right? But because it's very what, unconscious, no, I'm, a lot of it. It's I kind mean, of I, meant, yeah. I meant when you, f you must feel yourself when you're angry or when you're happy. Yeah, you can sort of sense your oh, own mood. sense your own emotions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that see, that I might be a sense, right? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Because Maybe. then you're you're taking in a whole bunch of what a weird, weird thing. internal sort of physiological things, and you're yeah. synthesizing them into an emotion that you could put a name on. I mean, these things can also mm -hmm. like directly affect your physiology. What a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I can be anxious, and my heart rate goes up, and I have a panic attack. There's nothing happening. <laughs> I mean, it's so fucking weird. And, I mean, even when I've had panic attacks, even my brain is like, there's nothing happening. There's nothing happening. And I go like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. The human body is the sort of physiological response to threat or something. I mean, your heart yeah, rate yeah. shoots up and you get numb in your feet and hands. Yeah. yeah. And you can't stop thinking about it for three days. Yeah. <laughs> this is very weird. Yeah. But it's because of nothing because you fucking suck it's because you're running on old hardware yeah we are running on very old hardware yeah it doesn't fit with the newest version of the software that's expected so is transhumanism the the correct wait so future explain, thing please so, elaborate so transhumanism is the sort of uh, this movement to develop the human form with sort of external things so like uh, with technological advances to like integrate uh -huh. them into the human body right so like to get mechanical eyes and stuff in the future mm -hmm. and add to your processing power in your brain with like external RAM and things. Yeah, like steroids Sa for, for brains. Cyborg. Not, it's just, yeah, just cyborging yourself, yeah, if yeah, you will. Yeah. Yeah. Is, that, uh, is that obviously a thing that's going to be done and is the, the sort of right thing to do in the future? I mean, the requirements that are being made now are, I mean, the complexity is just off the fucking charts. To be perfectly honest. What do you mean the requirements? I mean the requirements that are made of you now. Uh, for the modern human. For the modern human. I mean these are complicated fucking things. Yeah, it's, it's becoming a little too much. I mean I'm supposed to keep track of basically everything. And it's always your fault if you don't. Uh, it's always my fault. If ever I'm late. And you're liable. Yeah, exactly. I can be sued. Yeah. I mean this is too much. I'm supposed to know all of this. Yeah, you're running on very old hardware, and you're supposed yeah. to handle so much goddamn shit. Look at this. This is an old Lada, not a race car. Yeah. So, but do you think that uh, the sort of technological improvements of the human form are inevitable, and uh, not just inevitable, but uh, like bionics? Yeah, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not inevitable, but like desirable. Mm. The, the correct outcome, the correct long-term outcome to supplement the human body with technology. But uh, yeah, I mean, assuming that things were properly tested or something, I think I'd go for a brain implant. Can you put chat, chat GPT directly in my brain? If you think about it, what is the difference between chat GPT that you would have to interact with via a terminal of some kind, a computer, a phone, whatever? What is the difference between that and just a direct impl like a implementation <sighs> where you interact, interact with it directly through your own brain? Functionally the same thing, right? This is what Elon Musk is supposedly working on, right? At Neuralink. I am partially a cyborg. Because True. you have a because you need it. Because you have a wheelchair. I have one I have one in my heart. Oh, you have a little pacemaker. Uh, yeah, he also has, he has a pacemaker, pacemaker. So I mean that's bionics for you right there. I mean yeah. yes, also the is. whole brain implant thing to help with Parkinson's or whatever. <laughs> no, what is it? I don't have that. They have like deep brain stimulation electrode things. Yeah, for Parkinson's, right? Yeah. Yeah. The story of Parkinson's yeah. is a crazy one, by the way. Have you heard how it was? So there's a drug. Yeah, that is. Have I not told this on the podcast before? It's I don't know, but awesome. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll tell it, maybe. So there's a drug that is used to induce Parkinson's in a lab setting yeah. to give mice mm -hmm. Parkinson's. And it's basically a 100% success rate drug for yeah, giving yeah. Parkinson's. Isn't this basically taught in every physiology class? Yeah, but yeah, not but everyone has taken physiology. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's but true. I mean, the guy who invented this drug did so by mistake, yeah. right? Because he was making, he was a chemist. And a he chemistry was, student. A I chemistry think. student. And he was trying to make drugs for him and his friends. Yeah. And they took it and they all got Parkinson's. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> what a terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he fucked it. He guy. immortalized himself via a massive fuck up. It just like selectively kills off the dopaminergic nerves. Oh. And like pathways in your brain. And what yeah, an just. Absolute nightmare. Imagine just like, shit, I fucked up. Big old fuck up. Shit, fuck. Uh, I mean, if you're his friends, though, you'd be angry. But how much, like, yeah, how still, angry are you, you allowed to, blame to be? Yourself. Yeah. yeah, you took someone's homemade drugs. Yeah, and you got Parkinson's, so fuck you. I guess, to be fair, though, all the drugs we take, all the illicit drugs we take are someone's homemade drugs, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I sometimes do wonder about that. Listeners, don't take drugs. Don't do drugs. Drugs aren't cool, but if you do drugs, do good drugs. Try to source them reasonably. <laughs> source them reasonably. I heard the story of some anesthesiologist. An anesthesi what do you say? Anesthesiologist. Uh, anesthesiologist from like two, 200 years ago. And he just did it on his children. He just tested the stuff on his children. Good Lord. Yeah, what a... What a rad dude. There was a time when people didn't give a shit about their children. Also, they didn't give a shit about themselves because the guy who first isolated testosterone did so from the testicles of a dog mm. and then he just injected himself with it. There's plenty of these stories. It's fucking crazy. Like the, uh, <laughs> the dude who invented inoculation, like the vaccine precursor, tested it on himself. And the dude... Cough in my mouth. Cough in my mouth. I won't get sick. Yeah, and the dude who uh, who thought that stomach ulcers were uh, bacterial. Yeah, it was the H. pylori hypothesis, right? Yeah, yeah. And nobody believed him. So what he did was he just drank a t like a little beaker full of it. Yeah. To show that he would get a stomach ulcer, and he did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he was trying to bust the hypothesis that it was stress induced. Yeah. But he was right. Yeah, he was right. He was right. He got the Nobel Prize for it. It's still gangster yeah. as fuck to be like I am. 
You know how fucking right I am? I'll show you how right I am. I'm going to give myself a fucking ulcer. I'm going to drink you're this. you're going to be wrong. I'm going to drink this fucking beaker and you'll look like the idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% convinced here. <laughs> the guy who uh, found testosterone, I mean, he said that he injected himself with it and then he felt great for a few days. I mean, I believe it. Highly energetic and in a good mood. Not aggressive? But he felt great. Nice. Yeah. But there was a time when people didn't give a fuck about their children either like no baby cages were a thing Remember and like those? killing killing infants that you didn't want like instead of abortion yeah. it used to just be the thing you would just like give birth and they'd be like oh well fucking kill this thing don't want it yeah, don't need kind it kind of crazy and people did all sorts of shit to their kids made them work in fucking mines and shit yeah and so sneakers but they still do i mean yeah but the attitudes towards children have, have changed drastically in the past Whatever, a couple hundred years. I mean, this is something I don't get. I have children now, and there's nothing I wouldn't do. But some people... Everything is double and triple checked if he gets it. <laughs> yeah, but some people, even nowadays, don't do... They don't really give a shit. No, that's true. It's a damn shame. Because they need a lot of help. <laughs> they are... They have no common sense. No, they're not ready. No. That's the problem. They need a long time. You're not ready until you're like 28. Yeah. Honestly, we should just date until... Until the age of twenty-eight, <laughs> I I thought this would be a good good uh, good one for a sci-fi show where children are born full size, but Ugh. with the brain of a newborn. Ugh. So you have to change a, a big old dude's diaper, a big hairy man. And you gotta wrestle him. <laughs> oh, God, I don't want a diaper. You're putting on the fucking diaper. He's so strong. Here's a uh, here's a paper by Charles D. Bluestone in the International Journal of Pediatrics, 2005. And his abstract starts with the sentence, humans are born 12 months too early, yeah. full stop. Next yeah. sentence, gestation should be 21 months, full stop. <laughs> yeah, I love this. <laughs> yeah, No references. No. He's, this is the reference. And he's right. Yeah. But this is a well-known thing, right? That human gestation is unusually short, just because of the fucking brain. Yeah, because our heads are so big. If they got any bigger before our mother's dear mothers gave birth to us, they would have been split in two. Yeah. Yeah. Which is bad. Which is not desirable. Turns out they're useful also after giving birth. <laughs> if every woman died in childbirth, how long would it take us to go extinct? What a question. <laughs> would we? We would have to because Please you look. would only fifty percent uh, of people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it, you would of, every yeah. couple would create if you paired everyone up perfectly. Every couple would create one child, and only half of them would be able to have children. Yeah, so, so the you, basic assumption yeah. here is that it's still fifty-fifty. Yeah, so every generation, yeah. the human population would half. True. Yeah, or well, the population of women would half, and therefore the population, the human population. Yeah, we might end up with some weird lion. Is it, yeah, a lion type thing where all the older males hoard the women. We definitely would end up with that because people are horrible. Yeah. They have some weird harems. But this wouldn't take all that long for everybody to disappear. It, well, it could, the half life, the half life of the human race is then one generation. One generation, but a, yeah. a relatively short one probably because people would start panicking and having children early or something. Yeah, just making it worse. Yeah. yeah. So it would, we would, we would go down quickly. Yeah. But how long would it take? So from seven billion people. A decay, like 50% decay every generation. Let's call it every 20 years. But would you be able to avoid this with cesarean section? No, 
No. Isn't it one over one <laughs> minus R? I don't know. So there's the, the it's the geometric sum, right? If you say so. You're the mathematician, the mathematician. Yeah, well, I'm how long would it take to reach approximately zero? Yeah. It wouldn't honestly take all that long, I think. Seven billion people. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So it's half, it's like the powers of two. Two to the tenth is one thousand. Two to the twentieth is a million. About it's about. Mm-hmm. Two to the thirtieth is then a billion, and then seven, so it's about eight more. It would only it would take less than forty generations. So about. in we would reach, roughly speaking, we would reach about two hundred and fifty million people in a hundred years. Yeah. So if you just half it and call it twenty years per halving, yeah. Yeah, right, but yeah, that's a, no, that's about true. I think it would take about if it's if a generation is about twenty years, it's less than forty generations. But I mean, with some variation, it could be a little bit longer or a little bit shorter. Yeah, but the tail end is just going to be some bullshit. Of no, just like, it's not going to be that long. I think it's not going to be that long. Can I just do it with about a calculator? 40 generations, basically, I mean, about eight hundred years. I think in less than a thousand years we would be gone if all women died in childbirth. So that means that every woman giving birth, yeah, you would have to give birth to a daughter to keep it going. So in twenty iterations of this, yeah, uh, which would be four hundred years, right? Yeah. Uh, we would be at about seven and a half thousand people. Yeah, fair. Yeah, then yeah, 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 I think it's about yeah, it's about that. It's less than forty. It could be slightly less than thirty. Possible. I mean, thirty. We're at seven people. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> thirty generations. Yeah, then you add four, you get thirty. Yeah, so four power but, four powers of two more, you get thirty-four. So yeah, yeah, that was about my guess. But you you guys are expecting that every woman is ready to die to have a child yeah, so it's even faster yeah, yeah, yeah i mean we're obviously we're not thinking of the socio-political implications we're just assuming that if everything went standard and people so have, uh, yeah every single woman would have a kid yeah and die every single woman has a kid and they die in childbirth yeah, yeah. so they, it can only be shorter than 34 generations yeah basically that's the the theoretical maximum here and that would be that every woman gives birth to one child with a 50-50 chance of it being a girl or a boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's a... The the split between boys and girls... But isn't it slightly... Isn't it isn't it male-favored or is it female-favored? Because there's a difference so between the slight- rates at birth and then the living population. Yeah, so the living population is 50.42% male. And there's probably a number of reasons for that. It also probably depends depends on which country we're talking about because some countries do have a history of favoring one sex over the other yeah exactly there's that but there's also so it says here in humans the natural ratio at birth between males and females is slightly biased towards the male sex yeah estimated to be around 1.05 or 1.06 but there's also the fact that male infant mortality is higher than female infant mortality. That's true. And which women also, it out a little bit. Yeah, and women also tend to live longer. So if you do a cross-section of the population, then you tend to find a little bit more women. But apparently, in the universe, in, in, there's in slightly Western more countries countries at dudes. Least. Yeah. But that also makes sense with... Uh, I mean, certain... China's a big factor here, yeah, let's exactly. be honest. Yes. Probably India as well. UN projects roughly equal number of males-females worldwide by 2050. That is the safest projection you could ever make. I I project that the male-female split will be roughly equal. Yeah. 
by 2050. Yeah. I mean, it already is and it already always has been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it probably always, it hasn't always been. No, but here, so apparently in 1950, there were slightly more chicks than dudes. Yeah, that's war. Mm -hmm. That's war related. That's absolutely war related. Yeah. Then it climbed yeah. this graph that I'm seeing and One went to about, policy and so forth. Yeah, went to about 100 and dude, 102 dudes per 100 females. Which yeah, it's reeks of one-child uh, policy. Yeah, and then they project that this will drop to about fifty-fifty, uh, hundred per hundred, uh, by twenty-fifty. Why is it that girls have a slightly lower infant mortality rate? Than Isn't boys? it just because you have a little boy and now you're gonna have a little girl? So I'll ask you again in three years, and you'll probably have the answer to this oh, question yeah, because right? he's a maniac. Because he's a fucking <laughs> maniac, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he has no sense. That's another sense for you. A sense of self-preservation. Yeah. Something I've that he does this. not have. I've heard this. I'll jump off this roof. Oh, you oh, you dared me? No, I said nothing. I, oh, you did dare me. I'm going to jump. So that, from people that have both boys and girls, the what they all seem to say is that girls as children are much more level-headed and mature and good. And the boys are just fucking maniacs. I can't wait. And then apparently there's some some shit that goes down in the teenage years where they both suck for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They suck equally much, but for different reasons. <laughs> but apparently, I mean, I can see it's the the male uh, infant mortality or childhood mortality being higher. It makes When's sense. the last time you interacted with a 14-year-old boy? Uh, very. I do it multiple times a week. You do? Oh, yeah, yeah, because you're, you train soccer. Yeah, I'm a coach for teenage boys. Yeah. They can be extremely annoying. Yo, they are so fucking stupid. Yeah, they, but it's also, like their brains do not work. Yeah, they can be. But also, sometimes they really surprise me. They're like 15 to 18-year-olds. They surprise me because they are so much better than I was at that time. They seem to be smarter and more level-headed. Yeah, maybe. I hope so. Because, I mean, I was borderline, I don't know. I was, I was, I was ridiculous. I was so stupid at 14, but... You were when fat I see, and dumb. I was fat and dumb. <laughs> when I see 14-year-olds now, it, they're not uh, not far off. No, but... Thank God we keep developing the brain after 14. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The the ones that are actually 14 and younger, yeah, they they can be a real pain. Then they do seem to get better. Like the 15 to 18-year-olds, they're more chill. They're still insane, but they're not like it's a different beast. Yeah, it's only after about 23, 25 or something where they actually start acting like adults. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oof. I'm not going to go like socialize with people under 25. No way. It's not happening. It's it's impossible. Yeah. I mean, it's like you, a different different species. Yeah. And what the hell am I supposed to do? If I can twerk for them? No. No, you can't even <laughs> twerk. Your hips are too stiff <laughs> from age. Yeah. Yeah. And your toe hurts and your knee hurts. And my finger now, by and the way. And your finger now hurts. So <laughs> since last week, I've developed a new injury. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a, it, it was from fingering. <laughs> no. No? No. Never say that. No, no, it was a fingering injury. It was a finger it was not, injury. It was a finger injury, not a fingering injury. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah. Uh, all right. I feel like we've hit on some topics. Uh, does anyone have a skill of the week, perhaps? Nope. I believe it's your turn. It's my turn. I think so. Shit. Well, unless it's my turn. It's your turn. Let's say it's your turn. I have a tip, actually, if yeah. we're going to have of tip week? of the week. I mean, tips of the week are totally fine. Mm -hmm. 
So I have a, uh, a thing me, that I bought. Give me the tip. I have a thing that I bought for my car. We can uh, have it just the tip, please. Mm, just the mm. tip. Not the story, just the tip. Mm. I have a thing that I bought for my car that tells me uh, the speed limit on the road that I'm on, mm. and it alerts me of speed cameras. Yeah. Mm. Aren't those illegal? No, apparently not. Oh. Uh, and How holy it shit, it's awesome. How does tell you the speed limit? Because they're, uh, so it's some German database that it queries that is apparently huge and connects to all these de devices. So there's a bunch of different devices like this, but they all pretty much connect to the same German database that... Uh, you know, you can trust it. Absolutely. And I think it, like, it, it has its sort of, like, own data set integration of, like, uh, of what the speed limits are for major roads and things like this. Mm -hmm. And then it also receives live data from certain things and also from other from whatever users of the devices that use this. So I there's like buttons on this. If I see a speed camera, I can press a camera button on the thing oh, yeah, that's on my dashboard, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it, it adds it to the list. I see. So it's crowdsourced info. It's partially crowdsourced. Yeah. So, so you it, could you could push it like randomly just to scare people. Absolutely. I accidentally pressed it once when driving into the cellar under my house, the parking garage. And then for a little bit after that, it kept alerting me of a speed camera in my parking garage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then it stopped. Yeah. So And it does like, uh, it changes on a day to day. So I'll be driving down a stretch of road and it'll tell me there's a speed camera. And then it'll be a mobile speed camera that wasn't there this morning. Uh, and it didn't alert me that morning. Mm, and it awesome. won't alert me tomorrow when it's not there. Yeah, that is good stuff. Yeah. And this thing was cheap fuck as the fuck. Police. It was like a hundred kroner and I have to pay a 25 Danish kroner uh, like subscription every month. It's not that bad. Does it's it have a screen it. or something where it shows you the speed limit? Yeah, it's like a little screen and it sits on my dashboard and yeah. it like just shows me. It's really fucking oh, good. That's cool. So tip of the you week is like, one of those. Yeah. You just like to break the law. Fuck the police. No, it's it's just more information. It is more information. It's yeah, The yeah. speed limit thing can be very handy because when you're driving, especially when well, I was driving down to France and you're driving in different countries and stuff, a lot of the time there's not explicit markings for what the speed limit actually is because they they expect you to know. Yeah, you're on the highway, mm. therefore the speed limit is max 130, for but, example. Yeah, and but you don't know if you just crossed the border. No, and in the past like four hours, I've been in Germany, Belgium, and France. Yeah. And those are three entirely different places. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it can be very helpful for that. And the speed camera thing saved me from a couple of tickets. I was like following the flow of traffic and it was during in like a construction site and it told me a speed camera is coming up in Germany somewhere. So I braked down to like the 50 that I was supposed to be going on that nobody was going on. And then we drove past this camera that was just flashing, taking pictures of everybody. Mm. So it was delicious. You dodged the fine there. Yeah. Very I bought this good. after I got three speeding tickets in Denmark in the course of like a week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And I hated it. Oh, that reminds me. The furthest I ever drove for, let's call it love. <laughs> that was when I was, I think I was... 19 or something. I drove from middle of France to Holland. Okay. And that was the first time I ever used a GPS. And I bought a GPS thing oh, to nice. help me on the on the way there. A Garmin? A, it was it was literally a Garmin. Nice. And it was completely life-changing. Yeah. It was amazing. I mean, can you imagine if today I pulled out my Harry Potter wand and I cursed you with GPS-lessness for the rest of your life. I will be, I mean, I'd, I'd would you, suffer. Would you kill me? Would you be so angry that I did this to you that you would kill me in a fit of rage? I, I'd think <laughs> about it. I'd be tempted to. I remember my dad looking at a book of Europe. Yeah. 
with a thick, big old 500-page book of European maps. It was all of Europe in a thick mm-hmm. fucking book. And we, he used this to drive us all across Europe. Yeah. What a man. Yeah. My parents have talked about it. They were on like holiday somewhere when they were young in Italy and just like getting lost. Yeah. Like you can't anymore. I can't get lost. He fucking drove to Greece yeah. with a map in a book. A compass. And a, a compass. And a sense stars. of direction. <laughs> yeah, fucking stars. The nebula is uh, nebula's angry today. So what was your... You said you had something. No, I didn't say I had anything. You were thinking or you were... No, but I think it was an excellent tip of the week and I'll, I'll think of something for next week. I see. I get one of these. There's plenty of options. This one's called yep. Safe, S-A-P-H-E. Good name. Not bad, yeah. Uh, it was cheap as hell. It's Danish, you know, uh, really good. What's the tagline? What's the tagline? No idea. Knowledge is power. Let's see. S A P H E. Let's see what their tagline is. Ungo fatbula og ulykker. Yeah, makes sense. Avoid speeding tickets and accidents. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fine. Yeah. So g- get one of these. Get a, uh, a speed alarm thing. They're worth it. They're good. They're cheap. Save you money. It's already, it paid for itself. It's paid for itself so many times over. It was literally like 100 krona that I paid for this and then this cheap ass subscription. One speeding ticket pays for like multiple years of use of this. Yeah. So it's absolutely worth it. Cool. I don't want to fund the state sponsored gang that is the police. No, fuck the police. Fuck the police. Uh, Oli, do you have any parting words? Thank you. Happy to be here. And fuck the police. (laughs) And fuck the police. Guion, do you have any. Any new parting words, unlike last time? You cannot make everybody happy. You're not a Nutella jar. Nice. I feel like you've said this one before, or have you not? I have not. I have not. I like this one. (laughs) I like this one. I promise. Okay. You listen to every single episode before this to make sure you'd never said it before? No. No, no. He just remembers them. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Nutella is made with palm oil, so it definitely doesn't make everyone happy. It doesn't make the orangutans happy. No. Every time they see a jar of Nutella, they shed a tear, a little orangutan. Yeah, yeah. Or a big one. So thanks for that. Size of the orangutan. Thanks for reminding us of the inevitable destruction of our planet by corporate interest. Great. Palm oil is the devil. Awesome. Uh, Thanks for listening. Email us. Uh, Don't buy palm oil. Give us money. Give us cash. Fuck the police. Fuck the police and keep on trucking. Stay safe. Bye. Bye bye. If you're feeling low In need of a bro There's one thing That'll make your heart start to glow Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe I'm calling the